You are now entering Film Club. I see, mate. You're fond of me, lobster. Molly, you in danger, girl. Your ass looks like about 150 pounds of juke bubble gum piled, you know that? Say it, sir! I don't believe you people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? Now answer my question. Were you rushing? How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Film Code. My name is Phoenix Cloudin. We are back once again to talk about uh, a very exciting movie. I am joined this week by, of course, the great Brandon. What's up, sir? How are you? Man, I am good, Phoenix. It is good to be back. Uh, I took a, a little bit of a hiatus last weekend. I went and saw... Uh, went over to Cal, excuse me. Went over to California and got to see John Williams in concert. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a whole weekend. So when they were recording, I was hanging out in Disneyland at seven a.m. because <laughs> of the whole time change. So yeah, it was a it was a great nope. trip. Yeah. yeah. Huh? No one can blame you for for going to see John Williams, bro. Like, man, that's, I that's I straight up you cried do. when he walked <laughs> on stage. So yeah, uh, I got to I got to hear a new piece from. Um, Indiana Jones five directed by uh, James Mangold Ooh. and uh, man, that um, John Williams was like, he's, he was like, so yeah, I'm writing the score for this. We just wrote the song and he's like, and James Mangold, the director was like, why don't you guys play this at the Hollywood bowl next week? I'm Ooh. like, Oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe Ali allowed this. It was so beautiful, man. So I am so excited to hear it. In theaters, I'm so excited to see this movie in theaters. But yeah, that being said, back to the discussion at hand. Like <laughs> Phoenix said, we are uh, talking about another movie. Uh, we are talking about the movie Vengeance. Um, mm-hmm. We've been feel like we've been putting it off for a while. Um, <laughs> I meant to get around to it for a long time, and then I finally got to watch it on my flight to California. Nice on my laptop. It was it was a great film. I, I know I'm jumping into the review early, but I'm excited to talk about this. And yeah, so without further ado, how are you doing, Phoenix? Oh, I'm superb. And I'm, I'm stunned that I'm awake this early because I just saw this last night. It kept me up to about two in the morning. But uh, I am so glad that I did watch it because I was I was very pleasantly surprised, I will say. Uh, Vengeance is written and directed by B.J. Novak, also stars, also stars B.J. Novak, uh, Boyd Holbrook, J. Smith Kamer, Issa Rae has a a role here, and Ashton Kutcher as well. Uh, This is a movie about a guy who's a, uh, he's a writer, journalist, podcaster in New York, uh, gets a call one night that his girlfriend has passed away, and he doesn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish there was a way to for us to like visually show our listeners us using quotations when we right. say girlfriend. Right. Yeah. Like he, he doesn't have a girlfriend and she's she passed away and she's in Texas and the family feels like thinks that they were, you know, very serious. They were a real couple. And uh, so he flies out there to be at her funeral. Uh, along the way, he's like, there's a, there's a story here that we can turn into a, you know, a podcast series. And so, you know, he stays to interview the family to, to, you know, figure out what happened. Uh, 
a lot of them have conspiracy theories that like she 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 didn't die she was murdered they want to figure out who murdered her so he sticks around and he's basically going for an idea that i'm sorry we don't you got the synopsis. That was the synopsis. We was about to get really heavy into it, but uh, <laughs> but like right off the back, uh, first impressions, Brandon. What did you think of Vengeance? Man, so um, Zach was the first of us to see this. He was able to make it um, for this recording, but uh, he was the first of us to see this. And as soon as he saw it, um, he was raving and hyping it up. He was like, "You guys got to see it. You guys got to see it." I'm like, "All right, cool. Let me try and find time." I couldn't find time. So when I was finally flying out to California, I'm like, okay, cool. I have time to watch it. And um, I did watch it and I'm, I was really satisfied with it. Uh, I think the writing was, I think, I think the writing was fantastic. Um, I did not see, I did not expect BJ Novak to be that good of a director. Um, He was certainly a surprise because I mean, I know, I feel like most anybody who knows BJ Novak knows him from the office. Right. So um, like he, like we already knew he was a good actor, but as far as director goes, I, I, I haven't seen any of his other work. So this was the first, like his first directorial role that I've seen. And I was pleasantly satisfied. <laughs> Same. 100 percent uh, uh, <laughs> which is a, a line that you will hear a lot in this movie um but yes pleasantly surprised is definitely the uh adjective i would use to describe how i felt watching this movie um to me it just has such a very interesting premise right uh you know your girlfriend in Texas, who's not really your girlfriend has passed away. And you know what I'm saying? You're being a nice guy going to the funeral, you know what I'm saying? Paying your respects or whatever. Um, and then it takes a wild, crazy turn. Like, no, she didn't die. She was murdered. And then it's like, okay, now we're going into, there's a story here and we're going to produce it for a podcast and all of it is working. And then there's, you know, the, the characters that you meet along the way, very interesting. And ultimately where it ends, I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, I just mm-hmm. did not expect that ending. So for me, like, I expected a sort of buddy comedy, you know, mystery maybe, uh, based off of the premise. And what it ended up being was more like a socially conscious uh family drama which i was like that was not at all (laughs) like what i was expecting based off of this premise so so the fact that it was it took such a wild left turn and it still worked i think was was really impressive to me that was the thing that i was really impressed with yeah like i'm glad i'm glad it i'm really glad it stuck the landing right yeah because there's a lot of ways that like in this film right off the bat that I've seen like, okay, this, this is something that can be like, uh, what if this ruins the film here? But <laughs> they, they made it work and it, it was really, I, I hate to keep using the term really good, but that's right. what it was. It was really good. Yeah. It, like I said, it was really good, really surprising. Um, and like the, the thing that I was actually kind of taken aback by was like, it wasn't as funny as I as I was thinking it would be. 
And there were moments to like, you know, there were moments of comedy, definitely. You know what I'm saying? But like, it was like, I was expecting like a comedy. Like, you know what I'm saying? I really wouldn't even, I would hesitate to like put this in a comedy category. Cause to me, it feels more like a drama mystery than, mm. than anything. But like, you know what I'm saying? You got heavy hitters. You got BJ Novak, you got Issa Rae, you got Ashton Kutcher. These are all funny people. And they have, you know, some funny moments, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's it. Um, yeah, so, like, let's go ahead and break the seal, because there's a lot of things I want to talk about in this with this particular movie. So we're talking spoilers for Vengeance. If you've not seen it, uh, highly recommend it. I believe it is streaming somewhere, probably on Hulu at this point. I think it is. Let me let me figure this out because it I because it is it is definitely on stream because that's where I watched it. Right. I yeah. can't remember where can I watch. I'm pretty sure it's on Hulu because it's a Fox Searchlight film. Isn't it? It's on um, Amazon. It's on Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Focus. Okay. Uh, yeah. So. Check it out on Amazon Prime if you have it and let us know what you think. And we are going to now officially talk spoilers. Brandon, give me your spoiler thoughts now. <laughs> what Man, exactly? I, don't even, I, I don't even know where to start with this movie. Right. Because there's a ton of layers. It is. Yes. I, I, I feel like I would want to start with. OK, let's get the comedy aspects out of the way. OK. Because, yeah, they are there and they rock, but they're so minimalistic, we can knock them out right here. Right. My favorite line that has me dying every time I watch it is when he leaves that the, the cartel guy's house. And um, the, the guy who took his phone, he's like, hey, the phone's <laughs> on 10%. <laughs> you could put it on low Ooh, battery <laughs> mode. <laughs> I mean, so much about that scene had me dying because it's like, here are these really like, you know, saying dangerous looking. These are Mexican gang members. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's afraid of them. And like he takes them into a back room and he's like, yeah, no, I wasn't even there. I was at Adele's concert. Adele concert. He's like, he's like, see, he's like, I'm gonna let you, he's like, see, I'm a nice guy. I'm gonna let you live. But you, if you tell anybody, I'm I will have, have to kill, kill you. you. <laughs> Like, dude, that like what you the scene you're talking about, dude, like, dude is like face tatted and everything. He's like, he he looks like a, a real badass. He's like, yeah, man, your phone's on like eleven percent. You might want to put it on low battery mode. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like what? Like, oh my god! But like, there is so many. There there are like great comedic moments. It's just so few. Like it's it's way less than you would think there are. Right. Uh, them him asking them like what is what is the best thing about whataburger <laughs> and like and then not having any, any real answer uh i probably died the most at that point because he's like it's like okay so whataburger like what what about it like what do you get what is what exactly is it that makes it great and they're just it's like a, it's like waffle house you don't know what makes it great <laughs> but it's good it's always there <laughs> like there's like he's like so there's a McDonald's a Burger King a Sonic and a Whataburger where do you go Whataburger <laughs> and it's like okay so why <laughs> like because it's right there <laughs> I'm like I just I'm like that 
conversation was hilarious. And I can't imagine being like a podcast editor and hearing these audios and not just like crying laughing. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like, because I think another aspect of this film that they uh, go into, which I think is really what gives it a lot of the layers is like, we're we're talking about this intersection of division that people have from, you know, city folk and, and rural folk. And, and, and what you would call, uh, I, it's the term, I think the term for it is like, the term they like to use is city slickers and country folks. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're very different, you know, from, from where you are. Like, he's, he's in New York. They're in a suburb of Texas, like, like just outside of Abilene, Texas. And like, it's a, it's a very different life and they say very different things. And like, it's interesting too. Cause like, there's a scene later, which I love where they like sort where he like blows up at him. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, but it, it ties into all of that. It's just this idea of, are we divided by, you know, separation or like, well, I love the explanation he gives. He says, no, we're divided by time. Because everyone's on a completely different time. We don't watch things at the same time anymore. We don't, you know what I'm saying? We don't even talk to each other at the same time. If you text me, you could respond in seconds or you could respond in, in, in hours. You know what I'm saying? So we're all operating on a different time. I thought that was a really unique description of the division in our country. Uh-huh. But like then you get a more uh, physical representation of it of having this sort of fish out of water where he's, he's from New York. He's from out of town. He has no idea about this life. And then he goes into this life and it's so very vastly different from anything he's ever experienced, but it, it, it itself has its own unique quality. And yeah. I, I, like, I know we're jumping around, but that blow up scene is so good. Oh my God. Cause I mean, cause he's so subtly doing it. Cause like, he starts off with, you wouldn't tell me that she was a user, and then slowly progresses into a, just a giant blow up on the entire family. Mm-hmm. And that's what that was. Just, that's what was so good about it, is because, um, like, you can just see all the, the different signs of like him just being there, and them just like saying all these different things. So they're like, "Oh, you don't have a family here. Well, you do now." I'm like. You never you hooked up with this girl, right? <laughs> and I I really liked the the reveal that um, the Ashton Kutcher's character was the person she was texting the whole time, mm-hmm. but she had him labeled as Ben. ben right? That was genius because I was like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, so that that's oh, like it was really yeah. it was really cool. It was a really nice little swerve. I dug that. Like like if like part, like part of the they they kind of put a murder mystery into here. Mm-hmm. It's like something I like is they don't give you those little context clues of like, oh, if I go back and watch this again, it'll it'll all make sense. It's it's on a current, it's on a steady path, mm-hmm. and it and you own and, and it, when the film wants you to know about it, he finds out the same time we do. We are looking through his eyes the entire right. time. Yeah. I don't think the camera ever leaves him. I don't think so. No. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's very interesting. I love the way, like, I'm not the biggest Ashton Kutcher fan, but he was 
fantastic here. He was so good. Like, really good. Like, and it was such a great swerve. Like, I kind of figured, you know what I'm saying? Sorry, spoilers. Again, we are talking spoilers. <laughs> like, I kind of figured he was responsible. Um, but, like, his character, I thought, was just so unique and interesting. I was like, this, this dude, like, man. Like, he he brung some heart to this that I was just not expecting. And, like, yeah, just, like, again, this is where, like, the film, I think, takes a turn for me once we meet his character. His character is very philosophical. His character is very understanding of the world and the universe around him. And he's well-read. You know, he's college-educated. Uh, like, it, it's great stuff. And you're like, he's he's, you know what I'm saying, he's in this town where you get a lot of people who are not, you know what I'm saying, particularly worldly. Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess that's and, the way to put it. It's that's I like to bring up an AEW reference here. MJF <laughs> MJF likes to call it Hicks from the Sticks. <laughs> oh like, yeah, and that that's sort of that's sort of exactly how these guys are portrayed. And um, you know, and I, I loved his character basically. He was he was like somebody that this guy could talk to who, who he genuinely like was on the same level with. Great character, just a really great character. And of course, he turns out to be the ultimate you know, POS, but like really just a strong character. And I really loved how well he was written. You know, you know who was a casting surprise for me? Dove Cameron in this movie. Yeah. Like because um, I used I used to watch that show. Um, was it called Live in Morgan? Mm. I, I, I I could swear it was Live in Morgan. Um, mm. Live in Maddie. Living I'm, thinking of, I'm okay. living. I'm thinking of wrestling. Liv Morgan. No, it's yeah. She she was in Living Maddie, and that was that was out during the time I used to watch Disney Channel, mm. and so like that's where I know her from. And um and then I watched you know Descendants, and she was in that. Um and then she was in this film. Like, is that, is that Tom Cameron? I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> so it was good to see her on the screen on on, on in, in movies again because I think she's been doing a working on her singing career or something. Yeah, she hasn't been in much, mostly Disney films. So like this and Dumpling and Descendants are really like her major uh, film mm-hmm. uh, credits. Yeah, like I know she's she worked on a film with uh, R.J. Mitty, who plays Walter Jr. from Breaking Bad. Nice. And I'm not sure if that came out yet or not, because I've been interested to see that because I'm friends with R.J. Mitty. So. Yeah, it did. It did? Uh let me check here. Oh no, no, it hasn't dropped yet. It's scheduled, oh, man. scheduled to come out in this year, though. But, okay, um, cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, Dove Cameron was great here. You know what I'm saying? Uh this whole cast really was strong. Oh, that was John Mayer. I thought that was him. <laughs> okay. I was like, that dude looks a lot like John Mayer. Yeah. Uh <laughs> John Mayer has a cameo role in this movie. So, like, again, I love like when actors write and direct like their their films you know what i'm saying i think this Uh is bj novak's debut film and i think like as yeah like this is his debut directorial uh film and i always love it when when uh, actors step into that role of writer director because i feel like you know so much about acting and performance and what makes a great story 
And usually like, and this is another uh, aspect of this film, which is, you know, what is your voice, right? What exactly is your voice and, and how does your voice differ from anyone else's and what exactly um, makes it unique and, and all of that. And I always feel like an actor's voice is different from, you know, someone who just, who just, uh, who's solely a writer and their stories when they when they get behind the camera and when they write it's always very unique and i think it really comes from a very interesting place mm-hmm. uh which is why i'm really excited for bros because billy eichner uh is, you know what i'm saying is, is an actor and he he wrote he helped co-write that movie so i feel like that like that's gonna be a fantastic movie i can't wait for that but like when does that even come out it's like uh, this month right probably sometime later this month but vengeance, I what that's what I really like about this movie is we're getting a, a a very unique vision. And there's so many layers to it. Like like we just said, there's comedy, there's this drama, there's this mystery, and there's this really succinct commentary uh, I find on you know life and on America and on division. I think it's one of those films that probably you could you could glean a lot from but i could understand if there's some surface issues that might take away from some people's appreciation of this film i agree yeah i think i think that a lot of people are going to have issues that he deleted everything all the evidence and stuff <laughs> i'm personally fine with it cuz yeah that was that I, I, was there's a, a deeper tough... meaning cuz like like he's there getting a story, even though like this is a family mm-hmm. who is dealing with some deep stuff. And like when he finds out how she died, like when she finds out how he died, how she died, and he ends up vengeancing, avenging um, mm-hmm. the uh, his his one night stand. That's I think crazy. it works. It works <laughs> out. It works great because like he's like you know what. There's more to life than podcasting. There's more to life than a story. Yeah, it was very interesting because I'm a little conflicted about that as well, because I'm like, obviously, you don't, you know, I, I you obviously delete the one where you murdered this cat. Like, sure, I get that. Like, leave that out. But then again, I'm like, if you publish the rest and everybody's then everybody started asking questions. So I, I get it. I get it. But. Yeah, like it was it was a great way to end that story, especially because I just did not see that coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I didn't see it coming. And and it was just like, huh. Yeah, like that that's what I loved about it is he knew that uh he was right. He knew that Quentin Sellers, that's the, the name of the guy that Ashton Kutcher played, he knew that he was technically correct. Like everything he was saying was was bang on. Like uh-huh. you're gonna get all of this, and then people will twist it. They'll, you know, what I'm saying they'll restructure it, and then basically at the end of it, you'll be the villain. You know what I'm saying? You'll be the villain just for getting this story. Yeah. And and I and and at some point I'll be vindicated. So he's like, you know, what I'm saying like you might as well just let it go, because. What are you going to do? And then he was like, you're right. Like once he really put that in perspective, he's like, you're 100 percent right. So the only other option is you got to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just I was like, that was such a twist for me because I'm like m- more often than not. Right. 
when we're when we're discussing revenge thrillers or or you know saying or murder mysteries whatever there's always this like air of like we gotta get justice and you know what i'm saying you're gonna get arrested and like we win good guys win because we did the right thing and i love that this movie's like yeah you know what i'm saying well we in texas <laughs> like mm-hmm. like you know what i'm saying no one really cares like it, it was definitely that air of like there's there's a lot of like you know what I'm saying they say it oftentimes like you know the police don't really do much we don't call the police like yeah, it's like it's like when you do they just pass it off as an accident pass it off right they pass it off it's as Mike, an accident Mike and Dan <laughs> right so it's like well if that's the case <laughs> you gotta go and like and I love how that supposedly uh, contradicts his uh, you know his I guess you could say upbringing being in being from New York mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the moralistic standards that people have in like, you know, the, the highbrow parts of the world versus the, you know, sort of low standards that, that permeate, uh, you know, other parts of the world and him willing to embrace that and just go, go with what, what is here you know what i'm saying there's the, what's the saying you know when in rome it's like hey when in texas like <laughs> you know what i'm saying and and i dug that i dug that aspect of of uh this ending because i thought it served the story extremely well mm-hmm. yeah um something that i i guess you can count this what was it to say I am I I had a thought and now it's gone. Um, <laughs> I swear to God, like I'm like <clears throat> I was like, okay, I really want to make sure I talk about this. <laughs> God about it. Was it a character or story beat? Uh, you, it's gone. <laughs> uh, something I do want to mention though, um, mm-hmm. the granny, the grandmother. <laughs> when she was first introduced, she was hilarious. Oh my God, that story. <laughs> That was great. She's like, 200 years ago, we fought for the state. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> such and such people died. I'm like, oh, my God. I, I love that, you know, because I'm like, my dude, my dude is very, like, presumptuous. So he's mm-hmm. like, he's like, oh, so the, the, uh, they won. Yay. You know, it's very inspirational. It's like, it's like. It was 7,000 against 186, bro. It was a massacre. (laughs) I'm like, like, again, there are comedic moments in this film, right? Like they're talking at the dinner table and they're like, you know, what do you what do you think of this place? He's like, that's not bad. And they're like, what? You're from New York. Well, it's like, well, okay, it's a little bit, you know, a little different. They're like, how dare you? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like. I feel of like okay, like wh- where are we? Like what are we? <laughs> mm-hmm. What are we doing? Uh, m- one of my other favorite moments is um, when they're at the rodeo and they're like, he's trying to fit in, so he, they're like, are there any University of Texas fans? He's like, yeah. Oh my like, god, yeah. He's like, he's like, like, yeah. And then everybody just <laughs> stays quiet. He's like, around. <laughs> he's like, what the hell? <laughs> everyone anybody for this is like everyone's like yeah, yeah. 
Dude, the way that I think it's so funny when like you think like that because that leads into his his Prius blowing up. Right. And I think that's so funny because when his car blows up, you think, oh, my God, did the cartel just do that? Because he's investing. He's kind of like investigating, doing the story on the girlfriend. And then it just turns out to be one of those guys. Oh, yeah. You're the University of Texas fan. He's like, you blew up my car for that. (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's like, again, like showing that contrast in in, you know, you would say uh, uh, Western sensibility, (laughs) right? Like you blew up my car because I'm a fan of a different team. Like it's like and, and like in their mind, they're like, yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's, yeah, yeah we only takes the tech around here. Like, what are you doing? Like, he's like, like, we killed tech, the University of Texas guys. Yeah. Like, that's totally mm-hmm. what we did. Like, and you're like, you know, as a, as a, you know, I stay, I live in Ohio. All right. So by law, I'm a Browns fan. <laughs> like, right. Like, I can't imagine, like, you know what I'm saying? You know, we, we, we talk trash about the Steelers, but like, we're not going to blow up, you know, someone's car because they're Steelers, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, but that's just our 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 life around here. But, like, you get that contrast. And, again, this is where I feel like the film could rub some people the wrong way is because uh, his exploration into this culture feels almost very generic, almost stereotypical. I, I would disagree there. Mainly because, okay, so I'm what would you would call a city slicker. I live not near the city, mm-hmm. but I'm a little I'm a little bit north of Atlanta. And so um, my yeah. fiance is about an hour north of me. She lives in the country. Mm-hmm. And like it really is a culture shock. Like there's some there's little pieces of the here and there of city related things. But it is it is a culture shock if you go to the country. Yeah. Like. They 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 told that story well of like if <laughs> like a fish out of water right. is what it feels like if you if you grow up living around the city and you have like all the all this stuff near you and you go up there and you're like damn the nearest movie theater is an hour away you're like mm. god damn <laughs> yeah and I mean like like I said I I do think there there's definitely the element of the culture shock but like again I like. Yeah, some people may take offense to how they're portrayed. I don't know why, because it's like, this is just one movie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Other movies have done it really much worse. But like, yeah, there's an element there that you could be like, that feels very generic. That feels like your you're very generic Southerner type of uh, type of character beats. Mm-hmm. Um which I would say, like, is probably my only issue with the film. I I agree, like, like anyone who's experienced it might be like, yeah, but it is kind of like that, you know what I'm saying? But like, like, yeah, I feel like it was a lot of take every trope and everything we know about, you know, Southerners, and at least I would say he did. Thankfully, he didn't like throw it all into like one character but like spread it around to, to uh, a bunch of other characters, but it is like pretty much taking mm-hmm. every, every trope that we know about. Um, yeah. Even though, even though some of it might technically be true. 
So I think that's the only thing that I, I feel like might rub people the wrong way mm-hmm. is like there's some truth to it. Yes, but it, it does feel like a lot of this, the, the known stereotypes that we know about. about yeah. Those people. Um, but, you know, saying it equally, he balances it out with his perspective. You know what I'm saying? Like there's there's that, that nightlife of the guys, you know what I'm saying? Going out to the to the club and like. Literally, like one of the questions that he asked him is like, "Hey, you know, I'm about to about to text this girl. Hey, should I do two Y's or three? And he's like, three. He's like, yeah, should I add the emojis or no? Like, right? It's like it's before two, so you know, what I'm saying just do like two because otherwise you look thirsty. I'm like, what? Like, like, like. But when you think about it, that sort of mentality is just as crazy as some of the mentality that you get from the other people on the, on that other side is just in a totally different way. Mm-hmm. So like, and uh, like, again, which pulls me back to like the central focus of this film, which was, uh, are we divided by anything other than time? And I think that's, that's really the key element to this film is like our division isn't red or blue States. It's, mm-hmm. it's time. And I think yeah. that's, that's a true Testament to to the writing of this film which i think was was really spe- uh, spectacular yeah you know what was a big surprise to me is like because like the more like because you really you think that like they were like a big couple at the time even though he like he literally mentioned like they were a hookup mm-hmm. and you were like why does she why is she thinking that they're they've been this big boyfriend girlfriend and i'm glad they had the reveal as it did because it worked because like you can see all the texts from her like here and there and been like yeah he should have given her more time and attention and he didn't do that and it led her down this dark path even though it was literally just a hookup Uh like he knew she had he knew she was a musician he knew that her music was there he even asked her to check it out he she even asked him to check it out sorry and he was like, oh, no, I'm not going to. He's like, oh, I'll check it out in a minute. And he never checked it. Mm-hmm. And he finally he finally got around to it. He's like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like, that's what makes that final scene. So so like rich, I think he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, you didn't know this girl. You know what I'm saying? You basically saw her record. And that that's what you're in love with. You know what I'm saying? You're in love with this idea of a person because you, you know, you feel guilty for not you know, embracing her when she was alive. And yeah. I'm just like, yeah, like, again, like everything he said is true. Everything he said is true. That's why he had to go. <laughs> like, like, he had to go because, you know what I'm saying, that that's crazy. And like, I, I honestly wish this was a real podcast because it sounds so very intriguing. Like, I don't even watch like, tr- uh, listen to like true crime podcasts. I think that's crazy that people are so very interested in those (laughs) but Uh like this was this would be a very compelling story and like and and i dug it like if anything if anything i think this movie's really good but the main thing it's doing right now is making me very excited for bros (laughs) like which is kind of crazy because it's like these are two totally different movies but like we're we're, we're we're all raving about vengeance Hey, I'm, I can't wait to check out Bros. Can't man. wait to check out Bros. <laughs> like, like I've I just feel like it's going to be a very interesting movie. And like I said, these these two are not similar at all. 
but just taking that approach of a writer, uh, an actor turned writer director, I think is is going to be a really smooth transition. Mm. Um, all right, so final rating. What do we got for Vengeance? What do you got? I think this. I think this might come as a surprise. Mm-hmm. I gave it four and a half. I think this. This was a. This. I think this was a pretty solid film. The message mm-hmm. delivered, and it was really well written, really well directed. So B.J. Novak. From me, your I think if this is your first directorial credit, you get your first four and a half from me. Nice, solid. I'm I'm just under that. I'm going four. Um, I think like yeah, just the writing itself was really just bang on, and I and I dug it. It's very crisp. Um, I love what you said about the reveal. Like we are learning it in the same time as he is. Just very well done. I just think that style comes across especially well i really like i really had a good time with this and i love that subversion it's just not something that i thought would be the case and this was so very intriguing and Mm -hmm. like i said the comedy was there but it was minimal so if you're expecting a comedy that might not this might not be your forte but in terms of what it ultimately delivers i think it's it's spectacular so yeah Four stars for me, four and a half for Brandon. Solid. If you got a chance to think, uh, or if you've had a chance to see Vengeance, let us know what you think. Uh, you guys can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Film Code Pod and let us know your thoughts. All right. So we are going to move on now to what's good. What's good? What's good? What's good? What has been good for you, sir? Okay, so we have a movie called Don't Worry Darling coming out soon. Oh, dear. So I had my on my flight back. I'm like, I haven't seen Booksmart in a while. Nice. Same director. (laughs) So I'm like, I got to rewatch Booksmart. I love that movie, man. So good. It's like it was definitely it was the surprise of 2019. Mm -hmm. Didn't expect it to be good. I mean, not I didn't expect it to be good. I I didn't expect to ever see it. Because, I mean, it flew under the radar for me and my friends were hyping up. They're like, you got to see it. I'm like, all right, cool. I watched it, man. That was such a good movie. Yeah. And I'm like rewatching it. It's just so good. Like Billy Lord. (laughs) So Billy Lord is Carrie Fisher's daughter. Oh, And you need to see so many just reminders of Carrie and her. It's so funny in that movie. Good. Oh, my God. Man. (laughs) <laughs> but the writing of it is so good too. Yes, very well written film. The jokes are hysterical. I loved all the characters, like mm-hmm. like all of them, bro. That's oh, I love that movie. That movie's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, one of my favorite scenes is like when he, when she's charging her phone, and um, they're trying to listen to you know the thing that rhymes with corn. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, oh, you guys listen to music here. I'll put it up here. It's like, no, no, no. And all no. you hear is a bunch of <laughs> I love that movie so much. Oh my god, it's it's definitely up there as one of like my favorite like teen comedies of all time. I think yeah. it's hysterical. Yeah. Right. So, but yeah, it's book start for me. What about you? What's been good for you? Well. This is sort of a weird recommendation because I feel like the last person on earth to have seen this. But if you 
are somehow also just being born <laughs> and have not had the opportunity to check out Jaws. I yes. finally saw it for the first time ever. Did you see it in IMAX or 3D? I, of course I saw it in IMAX. Oh my God, it was beautiful. <laughs> oh, I love this movie. It is utterly terrifying. <laughs> like I've never, like I'm so grateful that I did not see this movie as a kid. I would have been petrified. Like, like literally would have never gone to a beach ever again in my life. So like, I, I dug this movie, man. It, it, it technically wise is one of the best films I've ever seen. Like mm-hmm. just Steven Spielberg's direction, that script, the, the, the editing choices. Oh my God. The cinematography, everything about this film. Technically brilliant, really yeah. fantastic. And all the performances insane. I dug the hell out of this movie. It, it personally jumped up to being one of my all-time favorite films ever. Like after just one viewing, I'm like, this, this is this is the, this is it for me. This is the pinnacle. Uh, mm. I still have some Spielberg films to watch, but you asked me Jaws is in like his top three films of all time. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I mean, I want to put it that high for me, but it's a fantastic oh, movie. Fantastic. So that's that's uh that's what I'm recommending Jaws, especially if you can get a chance to see it in IMAX, because oh my god, it's beautiful. And Booksmart, that is a fun little lineup right there. So it please, is. please get a chance to check those out and let us know what you think. All right, so I guess it's that time. It is that time. <laughs> Even though Zach isn't here to deliver his code word, um, the his code word this week is PI, mm-hmm. uh, P dot I dot, which mm-hmm. stands for Private Investigator. Uh, films released between 1980 and 1990. The lead actor is a famous comedian who has appeared in, in a childhood uh, classic childhood movie from the early 90s, and one producer has produced several major movies over time and started producing movies in the 70s. Mm-hmm. In film code fashion. Phoenix, if you want to go first. <clears throat> I do. All right. So do, do we have an answer from Zach yet? No, I'm. he's about to text it to me when I tell oh. him we have to guess. Okay. So here's, here's my guess. Um, so PI, private investigator, I think, I think this fits, right? I think this fits all the criteria. So my movie is... In 1988, uh, the lead actor I have is uh, Bob Hoskins, who was in a lot of uh, comedies during that period. Uh, And the classic childhood movie he was in from the 90s is uh, Hook, which is one of my favorite um, uh, comedies. the, one of the producers uh, who's produced several major movies and started producing in the 70s is none other than Steven Spielberg, who I was just talking about for uh, Jaws. And that movie, directed by Robert Zemeckis, is 
who framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, that's what I'm going with. Uh, obviously, uh, Roger is worried about Jessica the rabbit playing patty cake with someone else. So she he hires a private investigator who is Bob Hoskins' character, Eddie Valiant. And uh, that's my guess. So who framed Roger Rabbit? I feel very confident in this. So if this is not true, I call bull. <laughs> but that's my guess. Brandon, what do you got? Okay. So my original guess was Beverly Hills Cop. Comedian is Eddie Murphy. Obviously. The movie is about a private in- investigator because I'm, let me pull up the, uh, the old synopsis. That first Beverly Hills Cop? Yeah. The first Beverly Hills Cop, starring Eddie Murphy. A mm-hmm. freewheeling Detroit cop pursuing a murder investigation finds himself dealing with the very difficult culture, their very different culture of Beverly Hills. It's a private investigator right there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, the fits the year criteria. And um, he 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 appeared in a lot of, in a lot of childhood classic movies. Mm-hmm. And the producer, um, also, the, the years match up, too. I forget who the producer is, but they started producing in the early 70s. Uh, Jerry Bruckheimer. Yeah. She, uh, hold on. Yeah. All casting crew. Yeah. He's got a long list. What did this little miss posh out and of course it's not loading that being said yes um that's that's what i'm going with i'm better so i'm gonna hit send right now um if you can see it phoenix okay. yep this is hard to do <laughs> when the can't okay let's see what he says <laughs> so just to recap, I picked Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Brandon picked Beverly Hills Cop. Both, I think, both are, are great. They both fit the uh, criteria that Zach gave us. Uh, the I, fuck? <laughs> did he respond? What is this movie? Oh, what's it? I guess we neither one of us got it. What is it? Who is Harry Crumb? Oh, nice! <laughs> Starring John Candy. John Candy, yeah, that that is actually a good one. Okay, that all right. I'm not I'm not even mad at that because that is a good film. Um, <laughs> and that that does fit all the criteria. That's crazy. Okay, uh, that sucks. So the movie is Who's Harry Crumb. 1989, directed by Paul Flaherty, starring uh, John Candy, who we know from a ton of 90s comedies, Spaceballs, Blues Brothers, Home Alone. Yeah, Cool Runnings. Yeah, dude's been in a lot. And of course, uh, producer Arnon Milchin, who's, yeah, he's got quite the quite the list. (laughs) Damn it. Uh yeah, so well I'm still in the lead. Congratulations to Zach. Congratulations to Zach. He stumped us both. 
finally got some two points. Got two points up there. Uh, excellent. Excellent swerve there, because I really thought we both, at least one of us had that. That was good. So who's Harry Crumb? Good. Yeah. Good. Man, good swerve. I, we, we all had good guesses, though. Very good guesses. But yeah, it's like every, all three fit the criteria. Mm hmm. That's a good one. And you know, what's funny is like, like I, 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 this is a joke, but I feel like we could just be like, dude, you picked out three films with all the matching criteria. Just, <laughs> just so whichever one we don't guess, you can be like, oh, yeah, it's this one. <laughs> so way to go, Zach. He gets two points for stomping us. He goes up to four. So he's actually beating me at this point. This is crazy. Uh, I can't believe I'm losing this bad. <laughs> <laughs> Man, right. man, what happened to being the reigning defending champion of know, last season, right? dude? I know, right? I'm, I'm, I'm taking, up. taking L's this season. This is terrible. All right. So uh, we're going to get up out of here, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Brandon, let everybody know where they can find you, sir. Yeah, you guys can find me at F-A-N-T-A-S-M-I-C ears over on Letterboxd. Go check out what I'm watching. And thank you guys again for listening. Phoenix, where can they find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at IMHOReviews1. That's the number one. And on Letterboxd under P.A. Cloudin. And as always, please follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at FilmCodePod. We are in the midst of our Television Madness tournament. So if you've not had the chance to, please go vote uh, for your favorite TV show. Some of my favorites have already lost, so I'm devastated. <laughs> but uh, keep it up, guys, so we can uh, we can see which which TV show lasts the longest. So uh, that'll be it for us. We will see you guys next week. We are out of here. Peace. <laughs>